Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Come on, let's give them some praise tonight. I'm telling you, all of us have no voice. Come on, I'm going to lose my voice for this thing. The enemy was not quiet and was not silent when he was destroying my life. And tonight, I feel violent in the spirit tonight. Friend, I'm telling you, there is a violence that is breaking out in this house and in this ministry. Some of you that have been on the sidelines and have been on the back burner, the Lord is saying, it's time to get in the fight. And we've been jabbing at the enemy for three days. But I hear the word of the Lord saying it's time to throw the knockout blow. We're going to give the devil a black eye tonight. See, sometimes I get to a place where I just want to torment him. See, the devil hates my worship. The devil hates my praise. The devil hates my shout. I don't feel like doing it. Welcome to the club. I don't do it because I feel it. I do it because he hates it. The devil does not want me to worship. That's why he hates me so much. Every time he sees me, he is reminded of when he lost. Friend, the enemy has been defeated. You may have came with the youth group tonight and you thought you were going to get a little average service, a little nice little cute message where we tell you a couple jokes, but I'm telling you there's a remnant rising up. Oh yeah, I'm Hispanic by the way. I'm telling you there's an army rising up and God wants to deliver you he wants to light you on fire there's freedom you could shout you could dance you could stand you could sit but I'm shouting tonight I'm standing tonight I'm praising tonight what God has started at refuge I don't know about you but I'm not letting the fire die Paul said Timothy you gotta fan the flame you gotta fan the fire you have to be intentional and I'm ready to throw some more idols on the fire of God. I don't like where I'm at. Then shift something. Then change something. Maybe if you took your porn closet and made it a prayer closet, then God could begin a shift. There is a lost epidemic happening in this generation. But the Lord is breaking the power of lust tonight. The Lord is breaking the power of adultery tonight. The Lord is breaking. Does somebody have my Kermit over there. The power of idolatry. I'm telling you when he shows up, when he shifts your life, it's not that I have to give it up. It's that I want to give it up. I don't have to shout. I get to shout. I don't have to praise. I get to praise. I want to get to a place where you couldn't shut me up if you tried. If Listen, listen. If the person sitting around you, if, they're, if there's someone in your row ruining your flow, then you go find somewhere else. Because if I let the person sitting next to me or the person that brought me or my husband, come on, some of y'all just got to tap them right there, or my wife, stop my shout and stop my praise. You better believe that the enemy is going to have an easy time shutting down my worship. I'm not going to be easy for the devil. I'm not going to be easy for him to stop. 
the writer of Hebrews said to lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily sets us off the path. I don't want to be easy for the devil. I don't want to let a little boyfriend or a little girlfriend. I've made a commitment. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I might have to move out for a season. I might have to break up for a season. I might have to delete it for a season. But you know what? It's worth it. I'm not letting this fire die. I'm not letting this passion die. I'm not letting this desire die. I'm going to do this thing till I got no voice left. By the way, if you go to the table after with no voice, I'll give you, I'll give you $5 off, okay? I'm telling you, there's so many of you came up to me go, I've never stood before. I've never stood the whole service. I've never shouted. This is the first time I've ever shouted. I had all these girls coming up, all these guys coming up, and they're literally sounding like they were at the Packers game. They were shouting, and they're like, man, my voice is gone. And guess what? It wasn't gone from the high school football game. It was gone from being in the place of worship. The devil is trying to silence us. And the prophetic word of the Lord is the more the church falls asleep the louder I'm going to shout friend we are waking up the church we are waking up you got to wake your spirit up come on Holy Ghost wake up come on spirit stop being asleep you ought to preach to yourself see sometimes you got to encourage yourself no 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 you will make it you will be on fire you will prophesy you are going to church I don't feel good I'm still going I'm getting to the house of God. I'm not giving the devil one victory. Why are you up there shouting like that? Why are you down there dying like that? I'm so offended by what passion you know what's so crazy? We celebrate and accept and tolerate and love passion and football and movies and culture and baseball and our job in every other area of society. You will never get called crazy for being too passionate about your job. You will never get called crazy for being too passionate at Lambeau Stadium. You will never, come on, help me preach. You will never be called crazy. I just got to poke a couple people in the eye real quick right there. You, I just felt a little too soft. You will never be called crazy at the hockey game or at any other event or any other venue. Some of you, when you're selling your little Herbalife and your little this, your little bit of that, and you're an evangelist. You love what you do. Telling everybody about your promotion. But then we come to the house of God, and people get offended. There are some of you, and I totally get it, you're offended by us tonight. You aren't the first, and you aren't the last. And if you message me, I'm sure I'll put it in the folder with everybody else that messages me that doesn't like the fire. But you have to realize something, that your hatred for the passion and your hatred for the fire of God and the fact that you're offended is not coming from the kingdom of heaven. Listen to me. It is coming from the kingdom of darkness. There's nowhere in the Bible where God said, relax. You don't have to take it that serious. Every time you read your Bible, Jesus says, I want more commitment. I want more of your energy. I want more of your time. The Lord is asking us for more. He goes, how far are you willing to go? What are you willing to lay down? I was in a relationship and I feel like talking to you just let it right into this tonight. Four years, 
And the Lord came to me. I was living with a girl. So y'all better hear me preach. I was driving two hours, living with her for multiple days, driving to college, driving to school, driving back. And I was living, doing this. And I was sleep, obviously sleeping around, doing everything you can imagine, partying, drinking, everything. And no one told me, no one preached to me when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon me. See, you got to realize the prophet Isaiah, it was when the presence and the power of God, when he came into contact, he realized that you are so much more holy than me. Watch. And what I thought was okay, the movies, the music, the girlfriend, the job the house all the things I thought were okay he goes when I came in contact with real power and with real pleasure and with real authority he goes I realized I was living in darkness friend when I left that church and that service God said Isaiah don't wait on it don't even think about it you got to take care of it tonight I'm calling some of you young people to deal with it tonight to move around what you got to move around I'm not losing my calling for a relationship I'm not losing my calling for some music I mean can you imagine standing at the judgment seat of Christ and the Bible says those that go to hell will first see heaven and you're sitting there, and the, the music and the sound has color. I mean, you're talking about visual audio, stuff we can't even talk about because we don't have language to describe it. And God going, I don't understand why you sold your birthright for a bowl of soup. And you're trying to tell God how you like the beat. And God's going, you like the beat in the song? That's why you sold out? And he goes, the music in heaven has pictures and colors. I'm talking about a place. You think, God wa- you think God's boring, and God wants to take the fun from me? God doesn't want me to have any fun, so he wants to steal everything? Friend, you understand, it was for freedom that Christ sets us free. He goes, I didn't deliver you to be in bondage to religion and to be in bondage to boring church. I delivered you so you could walk in power. If you're bored, you're doing it wrong. I've never cast a demon out, seen somebody speaking out, gargling, throwing up, and there's never been someone in the room being like, is this going to be done soon so we can go play Fortnite? I'm like, battle bus, you need to get in the battle room of prayer. I'm telling you, friend, you'll lose your appetite and you'll lose your desire when you get in the presence of God. I've never watched, Bishop, somebody get out of a wheelchair and then the people around me go, I'm bored. When's this going to be over? See, because God is not boring, we are boring. We are the most boring, dull, dead generation. We will sit like vegetables. I'm thinking veggie tails is all over the house of God. We sit on our lazy boy couch with a bunch of Facebook but prophets and keyboard theologians and spending hours and hours watching things and listening to watching movies and none of it offends us till we come to church that new I don't even know the shows anymore whatever the fame favorite shows are that we miss God for and we're thinking it doesn't offend me they're making out doesn't offend me they're living in darkness none of it offends me the music doesn't offend me this I'm blown away and I'm just going to tell you because I can and I have the microphone tonight and I just got to say I am blown away by what some of you parents let your kids do let your kids play and let your kids watch we have so lost compatibility with the Holy Spirit we have so lost the conviction well if I don't let them they're not going to like me God did not give you kids because you needed more friends. He gave you children so you could raise up soldiers for the army of Almighty God. And I'm sorry, Johnny, if you don't like me, but we're going to the house of God and we're coming to the altar and you're only 12, so you don't get to choose. If you live now, this is going to sound like a cuss word to some of y'all. This is old school. I'm 27, so I'm getting old. I'm getting way. I got neck pain. I mean, I'm getting real old. You know what we used to say back in my day? I'm 27, so I feel so old saying this. My mom would say, if you live in this house, 
if you're under this roof. And you know what? I didn't have the iPhone, the iPad, the iPad, or the iWatch, or the Apple this, or the Apple that. The only Apple I got was if I didn't want to eat dinner, you can go eat an Apple. I didn't have nothing else. I didn't, I didn't have all the gizmos, all the gadgets, all the video games. And you know what my mom would do if I didn't go to church? She would literally take our video game system cords and hide them. And she would go, you're not playing until you get, at, you get serious with God. I would sit down during worship or praise, and my mom would say, oh, your legs are tired now. They weren't tired when you were at the skate park all day yesterday. Where is somebody in my Kermit Teal? over there oh you weren't tired when you were up all night playing xbox yeah we come to god and in five minutes in prayer we are tired and we are bored oh but i believe the fire is coming back to the church i believe the passion is coming back to the church i believe there's a remnant rising up that says bring me to the house of god baby because i'm ready to worship i'm i feel pentecostal kevin bishop tonight i'm ready to praise i'm ready to dance i'm ready to fight the enemy i don't need to fight on Fortnite. I'm going to fight in the house of God. I don't need the new call of duty. I need to take up the call to duty and I need to fulfill my assignment and fulfill my plan. I'm getting to you ladies. Don't think you got away. You ladies are like, preach. My boyfriend plays Fortnite all day. But what about your Instagram page? It's like, man, I I believe Bishop in about 10 years, we're going to literally have altar calls for people that have thumb arthritis. Like, oh, my thumb's killing me. Will you pray over my thumb? I'm thinking if you didn't scroll your life away, your phone. I mean, can you imagine how many hours my wife is like, oh, did you hear about that new feature? It's called screen time. I'm like, that line devil. I ain't turning on my screen time because I already know that my screen time is more than my God time. And I refuse to, I don't even want to look. Oh, look, I spent three hours on Instagram yesterday. I'm like, don't even show me how much time I've spent investing in nothing. I'm going to stand in eternity. And God's going to, you spent so much of your energy and so much of your time doing things with no eternal impact I want to live my life for heaven I want to live my life for eternity I don't want a 10 year plan I want a 500 year plan I want to live my life in heavenly places I mean you ask somebody about I'm trying ladies to be nice here Ask them about their favorite this or their favorite music or movie, football player. I mean, I have guys in our ministry. I'm going, you know, I don't even know your name, and you know every football player's name on your favorite team. I'm trying to memorize the people in my ministry's name, and you're naming quarterbacks and kickers and field goal. And, th- and I, have no, I have no problem with that. I'm just going, how do you know the names of every player on every team, yet you don't know the Apostle Paul, you don't know Hezekiah, you don't know Malachi, you don't know Ezekiel, you don't know the prophets, you don't even know the names of the disciples. Uh, you're struggling to quote five of the Ten Commandments. Uh, yeah, we know everything else. Why? Because we value what is important. And we make a, whatever is important, we make it a priority. And then we put God on the back burner. We give God our leftover Sunday mornings. Our left, some of y'all are like, what is this? I've never been to a church. Welcome to the kingdom of Almighty God. Welcome to a God that says, I don't want a part of you. I want all of you. And if you're visiting, please don't go home and tell your pastor how much you hate me. I'm telling you, friend, you have to get to a place. Well, you say, I want to know the word of God. I want to know the presence of God. I don't care what Bieber's doing. I care what Jesus is doing. And it doesn't matter if whoever she is. What is her name? Do you love me, that song? I don't care. I want to know if Jesus loves me. Kiki, Kiki. 
Kiki, Matt made my daughter a song, Just As Do You Love Me. And my daughter walks around day and night, Just As Do You Love Me. I'm like, stop singing that song. I'm not worried about Kiki. I'm worried about Christ. I'm not worried about what's happening. Look at this guy. Look at that girl. And look at this girl. I'm going, I want to live my life in the scripture. I want to be like an alien. When they came down, I'm telling you young people, they said these people are actual aliens. We don't even know where they came from. Can you imagine going back to your campus and people going, who are you? What are you? I'm talking about Moses going into the tent of meeting and coming out with a glow. I mean, imagine this, the hospital. There's a line around the building at the hospital. Someone walks up. What's going on? Why is there a line around the building for the eye doctor? Oh, you didn't hear? We all looked at Moses again. Every time we look at this dude, we all go. I mean, they're literally going blind. Moses got to a place where he shined so bright they could not look at him because they were going blind. So you know what Moses had to do? Moses had to take a veil and put it over his face. And here's the scary part about the Bible. It says the old covenant glory was nothing compared to the new covenant that Elijah prayed for the rain to stop and the rain stopped for three years. And the Bible says he opened up his mouth and said the the cloud might be the sun of a man's fist but I hear a mighty rainstorm coming friend I'm telling you you have the same spirit you have a better covenant than Moses you have a better covenant than Elijah Joshua stopped the sun and you have a greater covenant why are we living our lives we have a million dollars a day and we're living on pennies I, I, we know millionaires we've met millionaires that shop at the dollar tree I mean, you talk to millionaires, we are, we, we are at a place where she's like, oh, this guy in our church, a little tiny church, he makes $100 million. I'm like, $100 million? What are, I mean, I never even, I can't even imagine what that looks like. I've never even seen, I've never, I've never even seen, and, and they're going, you wouldn't believe, though, he drives a broke down truck. I mean, he's the cheapest guy, doesn't give his kids a dollar. He wants them to work for it, he wants them to earn it. I mean, this guy builds walls, I mean, he does all this crazy stuff, and they go, but you got to realize, he's so frugal, and I'm going, that is so like the American church, that we have a million dollars a month in our bank account, and we are living Living off of dollars and dimes a day. We have access into dimensions in the spirit. God says, I want you to come up here, Ezekiel. He goes, all you have to do, here's your prerequisite. He goes, ask me and I will show you great and mysterious things. Here's a key word that you do not know. He goes, I don't want to recycle the revelation. He goes, I want to take you to places that you've never been in the spirit. That when you show up to prayer, you would look at your watch. It would be eight o'clock you'd pray for a moment and then look back they're tapping on the shoulder saying it's 1030 we're closing the building it's called getting lost in heavenly places it's called getting lost in the spirit I want to go in the spirit and encounter the presence of God Paul said I've been places I can't even write about why? because me and God are friends how are you saying you're his friend if you don't talk to him? How are you saying you're his friend if he doesn't show you things? And I want to, you know, you want to you know what's going to blow video games out of the water? You want to know what's going to blow movies out of the water, music out of the water? You know what's going to blow that little relationship that you think is so great because I get joy and pleasure? You want to know what blows all that out of the water? When you meet somebody who will never leave you, never forsake you, never use you, never abandon you, will never try to move in with you, will never try to take advantage of you, will never try to leave you on the side. I'm telling you, the God that we serve, he goes, I love you, I care about you, I'm chasing you, and you could run and you could 
and hide, but I'm going to keep following you. I'm so glad that when I was an atheist, our God kept chasing me. Our God kept pursuing me and said, you may have given up on me, Z, but I have not given up on you. And I prophesy over you tonight that you are going to get delivered, that you are going to get set free, that you're going to get lit so on fire. You're going to leave the place and they're going to say, what happened to you? Some of you, and this scares me to say it, used to have the glow. And you've lost. You've allowed the enemy to take your glow. You've allowed the enemy to discourage you and rob you. Discouragement means to take your courage. The word courage means to have enthusiasm. And you used to be enthusiastic about the things of God. You used to be bold about the things of God. We couldn't get you to shut up. You are crying all over the new carpet. We couldn't get you out of the house of God. But then the enemy comes in and robs you of your passion. I'm not letting him tonight steal my passion. I got one last, I got one last round and I'm knocking him out in this next round. I'm not going another moment or another day uh, being subject to demonic powers uh, I have the power to trample scorpions uh, the Bible says at the name of Jesus uh, the demons tremble uh, that means to be so afraid uh, that you shake uh, the devil is shaken tonight uh, we got him against the ropes uh, and we're going to keep pounding at him uh, and we're going to give him an uppercut uh, and we're going to give him a Mayweather uh, and we're going to let him know uh, that you've been defeated uh, You might have knocked me down in round two, but here comes round three. I might have lost the battle, but I'm not losing the war. I have a book. I'm almost done. Just getting warmed up. I have a book that tells me who wins. Spoiler alert, you win when it's all said and done. But here's the sad part. We live our lives defeated in bondage, waiting that one day we're going to die and we're going to be perfect. If that's how we live our theology, then our theology says death is what will save us from sin and not Christ. And death did not save me. Christ did. And I'm not taking this demon. I'm going to say that one more time. You might be sitting next to him or her. I'm not taking this demonic thing in my life. I'm not taking this addiction in my life. I'm laying it down tonight. I'm breaking the bondage tonight. God wants to heal me. He wants to deliver me. You ought to know that this is the love of God. I wish somebody loved me enough when I was in darkness to say, Isaiah, come out of darkness. I wish somebody loved me enough when I was bound and in chains to say, I have the power to deliver you. I have the power to set you free. I have the power to break your chains. But you know, we bring our chains to the altar. We're sitting here going, we want to unlock you. No, I think I'm okay where I'm at. You know why, guys, it's so hard to raise our hands? It's because if you're wearing 50-pound chains, it's impossible to lift up your hands when your mouth has been shut for so long by the power of the enemy because there is only one spirit that shuts the mouth of the believer, and it's called the mute spirit, and it does not come. Oh, I would love for you to prove it. I'd love to, Mr. Facebook theologian, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, which is actually translated timidity, but a power of love and a sound mind. That means God did not give me a timid spirit. God made me bold as a lion. God, I'll stand to adversity. I'll stand up and against darkness. I am not afraid of the enemy. I am a son of God, and God is calling me tonight, and God has a plan for me tonight, and God wants to isolate me so he could use me.
me, let me finish my testimony. So I had to, I did what, I did what no sane guy would ever do. Remember, I'm dating this girl for four years, about to marry her, pretty much living halfway with her. Her parents are calling me their son. And literally, God told me, Isaiah, you need to break up with her. Now, this is so, all you girls need to close your ears because this breaks every rule book of relationships ever existing. I broke up with her over a text message. Uh, yeah, all you guys are, oh, God, don't ever do that. And God told me, Isaiah, if you listen to her voice, if you talk to her, she is going to suck you back into that relationship. See, there are times where you just have to cut the giant's head off and say, I'm not going See, some of us, we stun our giant. And our giant falls over. We get excited for the weekend. And then Monday, the giant gets back up because we failed to remove the headship. We failed to cut ourselves off. And God said, you got to cut yourself off. So this giant called lust doesn't take you down because there's a generation that needs your voice, Isaiah. I came to prophesy over you that there is a generation that needs you to be delivered so you could deliver them there are people depending on us waiting for us to tell them about God so I broke up with her deleted all my music got rid of all this deleted all my numbers started breaking video games breaking movies nobody ever told me I never read it in the Bible I didn't open the Bible that's called the conviction of the Holy Spirit Jesus I'm going to send the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit's going to convict you see but the problem is when we get conviction and we get pierced by the sword like we are tonight friend the word of God is a double edged sword it pierces the flesh it pierces compromise all this hurts it's supposed to hurt it's called cutting away when the surgeon finds out you have cancer he he doesn't say let's get the biggest band-aid we have and put it over the cancer he goes in there with a the scalpel and says we're going to have to cut that thing out it's not going to feel good it's not going to be comfortable but if you let it grow it's going to kill you and tonight God says I'm about to cut out some things from your life I'm about to cut out why because I can't use prisoners to deliver prisoners if you're in a chain on that side of the room and I'm in a chain on that side of the room, you'll never get to me if you're still in bondage. So God goes, I have to break it off you so you could break it off a generation. That is why we are afraid. That is why Elijah, one of the most powerful prophets of the Bible, he hears about Jezebel. And you got to realize, we preach about Jezebel. Elijah never even met Jezebel. There's not one scripture where Elijah meets Jezebel. Witchcraft is carried through our words. And her words literally scared him so bad that he's up there killing hundreds of prophets, calling down fire and then chapters later he's suicidal under a tree saying God you should just kill me now see Jezebel and lust will shut down the prophetic voice that God has put on the inside of you Jezebel will bring shame so you won't witness to your friends you won't witness to your family but tonight we are breaking the power of Jezebel in this house tonight we are breaking the power of witchcraft Paul said in the book of Ephesians I'm about to close don't worry I, I see the time he said in the book of Ephesians to put on the full armor of God to stand in the day of evil friend we are living in the day of evil and God is raising up warriors that are going to put on the armor of God that are going to go to battle that are going to swing their sword and say tonight I'm sorry lust we had a good run we had a good few years, but tonight, I'm going to have to chop your head off. I'm sorry. Video game addiction. I was addicted for years. We had a good run. We had some good nights, some good times. 
But tonight, I'm going to have to chop your head off. For Loco, oh, y'all didn't hear what I just said. See, all your college kids, you better hear me when I say it. For Loco, we had a good run. That's an alcoholic drink that college kids drink. I used to drink it, by the way. We had, we had a good run. We had some fun times, and we had some good days. Because the Bible says sin is good for but a season. See, but your season's coming, about to come to an end. See, you're coming to a place where I prophesy and I pray that that alcohol would taste like vomit. Friend, if I smell alcohol, I feel like throwing up. And I used to drink every single day. But when the deliverance power of the Holy Ghost came upon me. When the deliverance anointing of God I had to get my sword of the word. The Bible says our word is our weapon. And I had to say wait a minute alcohol I'm not bound to any chain. I'm alive in Christ. And my master is not for loco. My master is not Grey Goose. My master is not Captain Morgan. My master is Yahweh. And I'm trying Chopping off your head in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to hold your head up like David. And when I show you to all the other idols, you know what's amazing? When you chop the head off that addiction, all your other addictions begin to break off you. It's called holding up the head. And the Bible says when David held the head up of that giant, all the other giants begin to run. All the other Philistines begin to run. Why? Because they knew that they were next. Oh, somebody's idol's getting nervous in this place. I'm not nervous. You are. Someone's idol's getting nervous in this place. Why are you up there sweating? It's called fighting. If you've ever seen a boxer, he is. He's not dry. He's soaking wet. I'm fighting for you tonight. I'm fighting for your marriage tonight. I'm fighting for your future tonight. I'm fighting for your family tonight. It was the, but here's the thing. Let me, let me close on this. If I could get the worship team up. When you ignore the conviction of God, a veil comes over your heart, making it easier to ignore it the next time. Let me tell you the scariest place you could be in this room tonight. Not heroin addicts not prostitutes. If you're dealing with these levels of darkness, you should not be afraid. You should not feel weary. You should not feel worried because you're about to get free. You're about to get delivered. I'm going to give you an opportunity. Now, we are going to pray for this thing, and we may still do that, but there's something shifting and something changing. As he got up there, I begin to hear the Holy Spirit take into a different direction. If you're that, do not be worried. If you came in an alcoholic, do not be worried. If you came in here, it doesn't matter what denomination you came from. No matter if you're Catholic, you're Baptist, you're this, you're that. It does not matter what they call you. It does not matter what they label you. You should not be worried. There's a freedom tonight. There's a great atmosphere tonight of the presence of God. If you don't agree with me, it's okay. Go home, read your Bible long enough, and you'll probably come back, and you might, you may agree with me. It's all right. I still love you. I still care about you. And then all those categories should not be nervous. There is only one type of person tonight that should be nervous, and that's the person that does not feel convicted during messages like this. That's the person that could sin, and the sin does not hurt you. The sin does not convict you. There was a time where it hurts you to talk about your pastors like that. There was a time where it hurts you to get on those websites. But one day you're scrolling on your page and that thing pops up, that sponsored ad, that explore page on Instagram pops up and you go to that page and you feel every single one of us have ever been full of the Holy Ghost knows exactly what it's like to feel the turning in your stomach called conviction. And you go, oh, that doesn't feel good. I, I, that feels, I feel like a stomachache. I don't feel good. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm getting off this. I can't, I don't want nothing to do with her, with him, with that, with this, with there. I'm just, I'm done. I'm and you just, oh, it doesn't feel good. And then the next time that feeling, if you don't act upon it, that feeling doesn't hurt. 
hurt as bad. And then you get to a place where you can live your life in Christ, quote unquote, and in darkness at the same time, and then not be challenged and not be convicted. Some of you, you know exactly what you need to do tonight. You know exactly tonight what needs to happen. And it does not matter what the cost is. I told God at the altar as an atheist, I said, if I have to break it with my girlfriend, if I have to move out of state, I don't care what I have to do. There is no laptop that is worth losing my calling over. There is no Android or iPhone. I don't care if you have the new iPhone 13. It doesn't matter what iPhone or Android you have. What matters is Jesus said, if it causes you to sin, if your eye causes you to sin, this is not a story or a riddle or a parable. Pluck it out. He goes, because you're better off being in heaven like a pirate with one eye than being in hell with two eyes. If your hand, and I love this because he doesn't just say your hand. He goes, if your good hand, if your strong hand. It's like, oh, I don't really like, I don't really like the left one that much. So I'm just going to go ahead and chop that one off. The right one's my good one. He goes, no, don't, don't chop off your bad one. He goes, chop off the good one. He goes, because it's better to enter heaven and only have one hand and everyone call you nubby for the rest of eternity than to enter hell with both your hands. So here's my translation. If my Apple laptop causes me to stumble, then I'm going to get rid of it. If my iPhone, if my relationship is causing me to stumble, then I need to either adjust my relationship. Oh, I feel like you need to hear that one more time. I need to adjust my relationship. I need to adjust my living situation. I need to adjust my college dorm room. I need to adjust my circle. I need to get rid of some people. I need to cut somebody's head off. I love you and I care about you, but I'm going this way. Let me answer one question before I close. What about all my friends? Oh, I'm hitting it right now. I'm hitting it. I felt the Holy Ghost. What about then all my friends in college and at school and at work that I love and I care about? I had best friends from when I was eight years old that I hung out with and slept at their house every single day. And I've talked to some of them once or twice since I got saved. What do I do? Or do I have to call them up and cuss them out and tell them that hell's real and they're going there? I mean, do I have to yell or repent? No. I'll tell you what happens. What happens is you go this way and they're going that way. And what fellowship does light have with darkness? Friend, these last three days, you have been born again. You have become a new creature. And tonight, I'm going to give you the opportunity. Not, I'm, not, I'm not, guess what? I'm not doing it for you. Spoiler alert. I mean, can you imagine David knocking out the giant and going, Saul! Will you come over here, Saul? All right, Saul, chop the head off for me. David said, I've already gone this far. I'm doing it for myself. Saul, you don't need to lay hands on me. I got this thing. I I got a sword tonight. I've been given a sword tonight. I've been given a sling tonight. In fact, it's not even my sword. It's the enemy's sword. But I'm going to use what he tried to kill me with to destroy him. I'm going to use the thing he tried killing me with to destroy him tonight. So we're going to take up a quick offering. I'm going to come back up. Would you welcome up Bishop Matthew Malik tonight? At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.